0: Alright everybody, welcome to the first live edition of MMA Underground Weekly, I'm here with my co-host Buddy V, our other co-host Matt, guys, technical difficulties right off the bat, sorry guys, first live show, I think we'll get it under control. Um, we're Britless today because Maddie came down with COVID. So Buddy V and I will be steering the ship and we're going to be talking about some street beef scrapyard again. Ooh, ooh. We're going to be talking some Bellator 273 and right away, I'm, I'm going to bring him in. We got a guest for you today to talk about his fight at Bellator 273, Josh Wright.
1: You, you Hey, how's it going? Wonderful. How about yourself? Oh, doing good. How are you doing, man? Good. Thank you so
0: much for giving me your time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Man, things have been really awesome. As soon as this, you know, offer came across our way, I've been able to really stay home and get things done as far as, you know, uh, sponsorships, working on, you know, my marketing, you know, getting pretty much my... Presence out there, training, everything, you know, getting all the ducks in a row. It's actually finally feeling like this is my full-time job now. So,
0: nice. Heck, you. So, I'm going to start with a personal question before we get into the fighting stuff. And it's Montana personal. And I know everybody now that watches Yellowstone thinks they know Montana. But I know a guy from Montana who once told me people are different in Montana And if there is a Montana way of doing things, and he said, we will embrace if you move here, but just remember, you're moving into Montana, not we're not moving by you. What is kind of that Montana way of doing things? Like, I saw a post today where you said on your social media, it was great to be around Montana men. So that's what made me think of it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, over here, we have a harder way of life, you know, just it's, you know, especially during the winter. The whatever from transportation your commute just at your whole daily life can change you know being in the the weather of Montana sometimes and what what that is is you know people can come here to either enjoy all the the beauty we have in the summer all the cool camping hiking all the stuff that there is to do but when it's time to live here and it's time to you know buckle down it gets it gets a little rough you know we expect hard work all the time you know we're blue collar down here so there's not you know there's not any handouts it's it's you you earn your salt and you go home and you know take that to your family the way it should be <laughs> yeah the montana way you know it's we're rough and tough man
2: i saw one of the interviews you had uh, on a, Buddy, on I a, think a, a, a magazine it. or online we're talking about how you like to show people that exactly that. Buddy. Oh, from Montana, we don't have to go run right in our mouth. We don't have to do anything. We work. We Josh, come. We get the him. job done. When I come to fight.
1: Yeah. Hey, buddy, I think uh, he's saying that you're muted there. I can hear you, though. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Well, then he can ask the question, and I'll try to figure it okay. out. Okay. You can answer. Sorry. Guys.
1: Yeah, yeah no problem. No problem. Yeah. Right That's that's the that's the image I'm going to bring, you know, to the biggest stages, you know, in in MMA is uh, you just don't see that a whole lot. And especially that I'm going to be able to pull off staying here and living and training in Montana. You know, I don't need no big, fancy gym. It would be nice to have a room full of killers every day. But I got killers in Montana, you know, that I train with on a daily basis and we're all sharpening each other up. You know, and it really comes down to yourself and just how hard you want to train and how far are you willing to take to make sure that you get the right amount and the, the accuracy of a good training camp in that I had no problem with that here. You know, I have I have my support system. I have my coaches, my trainers, my teammates, myself and what I know, um, you know, we, we get down to business and I'll be in I'll be in shape and ready for anybody.
0: Thank you. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um. So tell me if I'm wrong. You seem like you're more of a heavy-handed ground and pound guy. Do you have a wrestling background, or what? What is your fighting yeah. style?
1: Yeah, wrestler. I've been a wrestler ever since elementary, you know, and always Montana wrestling too, you know. And my my wrestling coach, you know, uh, he's you know lives out in small town Superior, Montana. You know, he is a. Uh, has a pretty big piece of property you know has uh, horses and things like that that he has to take care of and he just taught me at an early age what it is to want something and know what it's going to cost to get it so uh you know that's just where i had had a good i had good roots roots here had a good roots
2: uh, yeah, I think I saw with Anthony Curtis when you were on top of the ref how to stop it because you were just working it when you guys
1: saw you with some of those hammer fists at the end right to the side and boom yeah no he was we were, we were talking about that after the fight he said like I I ended up uh, knocking him out and then I woke up b- knocked him back into consciousness <laughs> he's like I woke up and you were hitting me and I was getting you were getting pulled off of me and I was like ah, oh, no it's over so no he's a <laughs> he's also a really good guy too and I mean, he'll fight any chance he can get. Like that dude, I think he actually went and had a boxing match either the weekend after me or the weekend before me. So I mean, he just gets, he just gives, goes in there and gets after it. So he's a cool dude too. Um, But yeah, ground and pound—that's that's my style until I had this that bare knuckle fight. The game has changed for me now. I mean, that like. Open and free, a part of me that I needed to be unleashed in my MMA game. So now, I'll go and smash on the ground, you know. But I'm looking to take you out up top, like standing first off. Like my boxing's always been a lot better than what I've led on to be in MMA. And then I got a chance to somewhat show that in in the bare knuckle stage. And then coming back to MMA, like I'm, I have a reimagined and refocused. Uh, Outlook on how my MMA game is going to be. Going to be violent. Out of
2: curiosity, do you feel like it'll be easier to go back to MMA after being in that bare knuckle? Because, you know, padded gloves are a lot nicer than bare knuckles.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, see, and that's 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 what uh, the freeing part of me was talking about was, like, uh, I've I've stripped it down to the bones. So now it's, you know, and I've taken some of the biggest shots from some of the best. You know, Tom Schoaf, like, that's an awesome guy. I think he's one of my favorite bare knuckle fighters. Um, probably, definitely one of the the top three in that fifty five pound division, in my opinion. And uh, you know, and and I and I took took heavy shots from him, so that just told me like I know I could take shots, but to take bare knuckle shots, I'm gonna walk into MMA like like these are pillows, you know. I'm just like, all right, let's get <laughs> after it because I know what I can take, and I uh, I've always I've always had. Really good head movement, so it's not going to be a problem. And I'll take I'll take licks. That doesn't bother me at all.
0: Yeah, it seems like you're willing to fight anywhere. Because right now you're the champion of Fusion Fight League, and you're taking bare knuckle fights if you get them. Right now you're getting ready for your fight at Bellator 273. You were telling me and Buddy a little earlier that all goes well. You're hoping for a title defense coming up too in Fusion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd like to defend that in February. If they're still wanting to put that together, I know once they found out I had this fight for Bellator, I'm not sure, you know, um if they think I'm gonna be able to do that or not. But if it's if it's uh if I'm available for it, then I'm going to do that for sure. Um I, I would hate to vacate that title after winning it. You know, I worked so hard for that, you know, up to that and you know every every next fight is my biggest fight. So um, I'm just excited to take all these opportunities. That's what I told myself a while back is like, don't, don't, uh, skip any opportunities. You say yes. Um, and, and unless you truly don't believe it in your heart that it's not right. But as far as like what I'm willing to do in a short amount of time and where my, where my spirit's at, no, I, I don't I really say no to much at all.
2: Right, that's the way of the fighter, huh?
1: Some people are born with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So so.
0: after you take all these fights, I mean, it shows that you'll fight anywhere, anytime. Does that have a lot of, do you think that has a lot to do with the team you train with?
1: Um, As far as, no, I mean, my team's always, you know, down. Is that my end? Oh.
2: Are you good? Or is that
0: me or? Can you hear anybody? Because I think we just went dark. Can you guys hear anybody? I hear I hear you now. Okay, I hear you now, too. How about you, Josh? Sorry. You, you hear me now? Yeah, I think we lost Josh, though. I think that was what the technical difficulty was, is we had a bad connection. He can log back in. We'll get him back on. It's Sometimes you know how the Internet connection goes. Brian, all it
2: takes is a, a, a couple trees in the way and a little bit of wind to mess up your Wi Fi. I <laughs> think
0: he's back. Can you hear me, everybody? Bam! All right. Yes, sir.
1: Whoa, everybody's talking in slow mo like that part on uh, old school when he got shot with the tranquilizer.
0: <laughs> Seriously, so like, weird. yeah, your laugh was. Went- <laughs> <laughs> it went completely so dead to, for me.
1: Trying to Okay, I got a bit lag. I'm back. I'm good now. All
0: right. Well, live Change live way. broadcasting, guys. First show having issues. Let's just get them worked out all the way through. Well, Josh, I'm Hold just going to continue not, anyway. where I left off and ask you, are you are you still with Dog Pound Fight Team?
1: Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, hold on. I'm having a hard time hearing you with the slow mode voice here. I'm trying to refresh things here. Hold on one sec.
0: Okay. No problem. Do your thing and I'll bring you back in. All right, buddy. Here's what we do while we're waiting for him to get reconnected because we all got to just move with what's happening on live stream. Yeah. Let's talk about this fight card that he's going to be on though. This Bellator 273, man. There are some straight killers on this card. I mean, it's being headlined by Ryan Bader versus Molosky, who he fights for Team Fedor. He's another heavy-handed, tough guy. But Bader just lost his heavyweight or his light heavyweight belt, so he needs to hold on to this one.
2: <laughs> Gotta put that working. Heck yeah! And I was, uh, you know, and he's such a, a killer as it is. And I was, I'm expected because what? Um, Ryan Bader he beat Loyola Machida. And then he ended up his last fight was a loss. So I'm really expecting him to come out ready to go, guns blazing. Like you said, headliner. And there's killers because some of the cards, too, some of the guys and girls underneath, I mean they've got killer records. Some of the people they train with are just they have so much knowledge. They're so powerful. They have, you know, records and names
0: behind them. I'm curious to see how this is gonna go. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh I think that I like Ryan Bader, and I'll be cheering for him in this, but um depending on where the betting line is, man. If he's not the favorite, I mean, I might ride on the underdog for Bader to lose.
2: <laughs> you know, I might have to throw some money on that one real quick. You know, it never hurts to make a little extra money. <laughs> All right, shoot. That was. Well, uh, I, like we I had a lot stacked. of friends lose money during that Nunez fight
0: when she lost. I no. had like so many people. If this, if that. <laughs> if it would, if anybody took that underdog, it was plus one thousand. I wish I would have been in Vegas for that. Woo! Josh is back. Let's bring him in, see how this goes.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah, and I can hear you guys. All right. Smooth
0: as warm butter. All right. Well, let's just get into your opponent here. For the um, Bellator 273, you got Alameda, the silverback. Um, he seems like a tough guy. I've checked out some of his fights, but the one thing that I wondered if um, you think matters at all is the size of the stage he's been fighting at for his last few fights.
1: I mean, it could, he could feel as relaxed as he wants to in there. Um, But I've always had a natural composure to me ever since my early fights. And then I've always kept it on my mind that that was one of the one things I would always continue to work on Would always keep on my mind is to always become more composed over time. Cause if you think about, you know, how, uh, my first few fights don't remember much, like the adrenaline was so high, you blacked out basically, you know, and you, then you start fighting more and you remember these bits and pieces, it all starts coming together. And then that's because you are a bit more composed. You stay relaxed and calm in there. You get to do, what you've been working on in that practice room. And uh, that's what I I very much believe in that. And I, that's one of my strengths traits is my composure. So it doesn't matter the level I'm at, the stage I'm at, the bigger the stage, the bigger the shine for me. I, it only motivates me to perform better and to just have so much more fun in there because you're like, wow, I'm truly blessed to be here right now. Like that's how it's going to be for me is it's just going to be like, Yes, this is it, baby. Let's go. So, got three times the amount of people
2: watching. Heck yeah! Yep, yep. Now, I saw that. Uh, the fact, the fact is, nothing. I'm not a
0: fighter, I'm not a fighter. I always joke that um, I can '90s fight, not 2022 fight. Like when I grew up, you just got in a fist fight, right? Right. Buddy would understand that more than me as a fighter with the first um, fights in the cage and things like that, but. I couldn't even imagine walking out and fighting in front of 200 people. So for me, that, that would just be something, but in the long run, you actually have more fights under your belt, which just as a big MMA fan to me might almost give you uh, more of an edge of just having that under your belt.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, I have what, 17 total fights. If you include that bare knuckle as well. And, you know, I've only lost three of them. So and that they, they happened early on in my pro career. Um, I've learned so much from all of that and yeah, so experience is going to be huge for me. I just got to make sure to utilize that experience. You know, you always got to kind of keep yourself on track with that. Like, wow. Yeah, I do remember the things that I've been through, the things that I've done, like you need to keep that fresh. Cause if you start forgetting that stuff, you start to, uh, not have as much a belief in yourself, like, oh man, am I, am I ready for this? Or have I been under this kind of test and stress before? And I'm like, I always tell myself I'm damn straight. I have, I've been under, I've been in all kinds of heated battles and, you know, this is just another day for me as far as the, the fight in the moment is concerned. I know that the magnitude of the stage and the crowd and everything is a lot bigger, but uh, that's affecting me in a very positive, good way right? Use it. Feed up. it. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Now, I've seen that uh, your opponent, Alameda, uh, Amita has had a, even though he only has, he has like five professional wins, three of them were knockouts. But, like I said, with you being in bare knuckle fighting, he's probably not going to knock you out, but, you know, anything could happen. Do you yep. feel like he'll be able to go the full round and everything else, like, just all the way through? Or do you think you'll be able to maybe submit him or something like that? I mean, I, uh, I know you're not yeah. supposed to, you know, underestimate your opponent, but I mean oh, we all right.
1: are, no, I right. always I always hope and you know uh believe that I'm gonna finish my opponent, you know, and it's just that's my record shows and by way of, you know, that's how it happens, you know, is first round, ground and pound stoppage, you know, things like that. Um so I don't plan it going any different. You know, I I'm you know I I'm the best I've ever been, the best shape I've ever been. I'm in 30 in April, and I'm just hitting the, the best part of my life. I feel like so. Mainly, it's all in here. I need to stay stay well up there, and uh, train hard, and I'll be able to put this guy away in any round. Um, I heard he hasn't gone far um, or all the way, so I think it. I if I was told correctly, he hasn't gone past the second round. So we'll see. I've I've gone. You know, unanimous decisions all the way. Fight of the nights, you know, go all the way. So um, I've been in almost any position in a fight, on the winning side and the losing side. Things. So uh, the only thing I haven't been is knocked out cold, and uh, I don't believe that's happening this time. (laughs) Yeah, not happening.
2: All right, right, I could dig that all the way. Heck yeah. Now, do you (laughs) feel that? Since you said you're turning 30 in April that one day when you get old you might stop fighting when you're like 95 or do you think you're just you'll always fight just maybe not on a professional level past a certain age
1: yeah exactly i'm gonna be either fighting or teaching until i just can't do it no more that's for sure heck yeah, <laughs> yeah. i gotta I got step my, my game up yeah i got my little my my son's six and i'm trying to get ready for him in wrestling so and then the time i'm living in you know small town florence montana it's Beautiful place. I love it. It's in the Bitterroot Valley. Uh, They have a a junior high uh, position open for the wrestling coach. So I might be doing that if I can actually make this thing work and be able to stay home and not have to go, you know, weld pipe out on the road. Yeah.
2: Dang, there'll be some straight killers taking home state championships.
1: (laughs) Yep. So you, you say that you weld on the road. So you, you've had to travel sometimes before, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cross country, like all the way, like into South Carolina and Georgia, Colorado, uh, Washington, Texas. So yeah. I mean, uh, and that was, that's just what I've been a part of. You know, I've been working with my dad the last few years. He's a, like a legendary, you know, pipe welder and pipe fitter. He's a supervisor for, you know, a field crew. Um, you know, any, anytime he's a part of the job, he's the, he's the head guy. And, um, he taught me how to weld, and weld pipe, you know, well, so, you know, I just started doing that, you know, and, uh, the, the road stuff got to me, you know, my kids are little. I grew mm-hmm. up with my dad doing this, but he, t- he took the family with him. I grew up in a nomad pull behind fifth wheel until almost, uh, until almost junior high, so I mean, I, I I've been on the road. That's what I've known. So then, when I started doing it, but my kids were at home. I just know I couldn't do it very very long because I missed them. They were growing up too fast. And not only that, I have this career that I've been working on for the last decade plus. That I need to keep that on track before I, you know, lose the best parts I can. You know, as far as my age. The way I'm headed with this, you know, I didn't, I didn't want that to get completely derailed, but you know, I had to yeah. do what I got to do. Hey, I'm liking the headspace. All right. What was, it-
0: <laughs> what was it like getting that call from Bellator? Uh, that was
1: awesome. Uh, it was, uh, it was pretty much like I came home, I immediately started praying for. Uh, fights to offers to come in to keep me home. And I was like, all right, I saved up, I paid ahead on rent, but that I needed to take care of February's rent. So I'm like, oh, I got to find a fight. And then all of a sudden, this end of jo- end of end of January fight came up for Bellator. And I was like, wow, this is perfect. This is the, the step I've been waiting for. The it's just, it worked out perfectly. Things just kind of fell into place a little too well for me. So I'm just kind of thinking about, you know, how this has all gone on.
0: When was it that you knew that this is what you wanted to do? Like, cause it takes a special type of dude to wake up and go, I want to get punched in the face for a living.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it was like, a. a like a dream slash fantasy when i was little you know as a wrestler um my older brother kind of showed me what mma was and then i was like in ooh and ah of it you know and um it became the thing because when i was little before i knew what ufc was it was blood sport you know van damme was my guy and yeah blood, blood sport I, I grew up like Yeah, like wearing my little sweatpants and my tucked in socks and doing handstands all over, trying to be like Van Damme. And I'm like, I'm going to fight the Kumite when I get older. And uh, so little did I know, you know, how that was going to end up. But, uh, yeah, I uh, started training. You know, my older brother showed me what it was about. And I found a gym, started training in it. And then when I had kids, uh, you know, halfway through my career, it got real for me as far as like, wow, I now I have something to honestly fight for and push myself for because like you, you, you can only go so far doing things for yourself. Uh, so you, you, I have my wife and kids and the life that I intend to give them through this, it makes me bust my ass and make sure that I make this happen because you know, if it's not this, then, like I said, welding's the other fallback and I ain't, I ain't trying to do that for the rest of my life. Do you have any uh,
2: fighters then or any specific style that you like to try to um, cater your style to at all?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's guys that I look after uh, or that I look at and try to add some of that flavor into my game. Um, You know, so like a big name is uh, Michael Chandler. You know, I like to, have a lot of level changes a lot of nice crisp boxing with solid wrestling you know that's that's how i want to be you know it's like that so uh guys like that uh boxer boxers in mma like uh chad mendez you know i want to have you know that kind of explosiveness and power uh speed so those are the type of styles i like you know i like fast hard hooks and uppercuts uh, rough, you know, like slams. So takedowns, powerful takedowns and just, uh, dominating on the ground, you know, Khabib style, you know, just smother them out. You know, I love to drown and break people on the ground. It's, it's, it's a very satisfying victory. I don't, I don't look for submissions. Um, I look to, you know, uh, beat you up, you know, I just want to beat you up. And that's that's good to hear
2: too because i know a handful of wrestlers the first thing they'll do is they try to get you and go straight for the submission so right. yeah <laughs> yeah no
1: i don't like to i mean i I'll, I'll take it if it's there and if you know the time's right or something if it happens it happens but i'm not you know it ain't like a couple steps ahead i'm looking to set something up for that i ain't doing that you know i'm 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 just working dude i'm a grinder like but it's gonna look good you know i don't grind sloppy i don't have sloppy technique you know, yeah. I have good, solid base wrestling. I got, you know, I'm very explosive. I'm great on the scramble. Uh, I swing, I can take the shots, you know, so I'm just excited to put put the show on. Win or lose, I'm going to be a crowd favorite, Favorite, I believe.
0: Heck yeah. So That's how Buddy you fights. Fight? Buddy's the only fighter I know that broke his hand in a fight and was excited about it.
1: Right? Yeah. No, and that I was I was pumped too after cuz uh, after that bare knuckle fight I had a uh, this knuckle here it's not there anymore it's down it's down here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that looks totally weird, don't it? So, so, <laughs> not like peace, bro. <laughs> yeah. And uh so you know and then it's it's solid now it, it don't affect me but it just you know we love, we love those scars of battle. We they're, they're trophies exactly you get to wear like a badge of honor. I always
2: tell people they after a fight yeah. like oh look
1: somebody gave me some makeup with their fists <laughs> yeah exactly
0: Dude. so how far out ants do you head out I think it's in Arizona if I remember correctly Um, for the fights you just go out a day or two ahead of time or do you like to get out there like a week early what do you like to do
1: Uh, that's all on their schedule. So right there, they plan on having me out there Tuesday of fight week. They're going to fly me out and, uh, my corners will be behind, right behind me. I don't think any of them, but one, one of them's coming the same time I am, but then the other two will be there as well, but they're flying us in, um, I'll be there Tuesday, you know, and that'll get, that'll have me kind of get the space I need to finalize my head space my weight cut just um get things lined up nutritionally for after weigh-ins and just get everything lined up Uh, find the spots in town that i'm going to be going to as far as grocery stores or fitness uh, centers anything like that to get a last you know a few workouts in so i like uh, i like getting there early and if it if it was on me I, i would probably show up a couple days early but they they book the flight, so they they tell me when I need to be there. So, and if you yeah. flight at one forty five, what's your walk around weight, if I may ask? Because I'm curious how much you
2: have to usually cut.
1: Well, it's uh, depends on if I'm if I'm here at home. I I stay around sixty to sixty three, but if I'm on the road and I hit them Coors after work every day, I get up to about sixty eight. <laughs> fair enough uh, maybe even 70 there was there was one time I had a fight I had to go cut down to 35 I had like borderline health complications That, that that was miserable I will never probably be at 35 again but uh after that I ballooned up to 78 and it was the fattest I've ever been like just completely bloated my like ankles were swollen, my knees were swollen like I, uh it was disgusting. So like I realized to make sure that I don't go hog wild after fights anymore. So it's important to stay pretty even when you get done. You can have a splurge afterwards. I I I say make it about a week and then get back to business. But uh yeah, I usually walk around 65-68 lately.
2: Okay. Yeah, I try to cut with I'm trying to fight at 150 now, maybe go to 145, and I walk around, you know, about 158, 160. Yeah. But, you know, my di- diet's the hardest thing. I'll train, train, and sometimes it's like, oh, that pizza looks good. Oh. I know.
1: Man. Yeah, you know, and um, what I find out is uh, what keeps me motivated to from staying away from that kind of stuff is, like, the, say, like, that pre-training carbs you get or something when it's a really clean, awesome you know, source, you can feel the energy difference. And so that's what keeps me motivated to eating healthy. So I just get to, I eat, I eat right and take a lot of ice baths and saunas and stuff because like, I feel like I train so much and uh, at the intensity that it's required almost on a daily basis, you know, you get to this level and you got to keep doing those things for your body to keep on keeping on. So the health and the food, Uh, aspect of it is huge
2: absolutely i mean i know like my favorite those wind sprints you know the quick explosive boom
1: boom so i know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly hold on i'm just locating a charger here i'm about to die in a minute oops
2: do you have a favorite workout or something because like i said i like i like my wind sprints jogging is nice but you know like for the explosiveness for fights i like to keep them at you know 40 to 80 yard dashes just straight to the point so i know that uh in the fight, when I'm reaching my point, I know I can keep pushing, keep pushing.
1: Do you have a specific uh, workout or anything you like to do personally? Um, I do enjoy and get a lot of benefit out of those high-intensity interval training workouts, you know, hit workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're like they gotta be like fighter style and a bit more like uh, challenging, you know, because I know like say some some hit classes you'll have you know at a gym or something, and you have average people there doing it, getting good workouts in, but my trainer would always tweak the workouts for me in a, in a, in a fighter aspect, you know, Mm -hmm. so uh, high intensity or uh, hit, hit training uh, MMA style is one of my favorite ways to go. Uh, You know, no one, I don't like running. I mean, I do it. And I, lately I just found a a program. It's the, the U S men's boxing um, their Olympic running workout. It's like an interval based workout, but right now with the snow here, we have so much of it, the tracks outside are not, you know, usable at the moment. So I just been getting like long distance, you know, on the treadmill, things like that. But, uh, it's, uh, I found out that that was really, really beneficial to that interval training with workouts that you would do. Like say one day was a long distance run. Your next day was like a 400 four 200 meters two 400s a 600 and a 400 and then a mile cooldown, and you like the, the it's like a 16 day program i don't want to get too much into it because it's kind of like going to be a secret weapon of mine uh for shape <laughs> but uh it's intense it's super scientific and it works and and that's just the running part of it but i have so much other training like you know that i do i love uh you know, just the fight training we do, you know, our live, our open mat grappling, like that's a killer workout because you just go there. Yeah, you, you don't have to go through all the technique for an hour and a half or two hours. So you just get to just roll and get sweaty, get rounds and rounds in.
0: Thank you. How do you feel about sparring? I know that a lot of fighters go back and forth on if they do a lot of sparring or some guys don't do any sparring anymore. How you, How do you feel about sparring? sparring and how do you go about that is it wars in the gym or is it more controlled
1: so I I'm a fan of sparring and a fan of hard sparring when the time's right um because I found out you know uh, uh there's people do it differently you know we we've we had a kind of a, an era of our fight team early on where I felt like all we did was spar you know spar hard and then it became into like all right let's do this once or twice a week this hard, and let's use headgear now, you know, things like that. And uh, then I went and trained with the boxing club in Washington getting ready for the BKFC fight because I was working and uh, looked up a boxing club, started training with them, and the amount they spar is a lot more than what, like, an MMA fighter would be sparring. Boxers spar a lot. And I, and I like that because it keeps – um, I didn't ever feel like it was too much for me. I didn't ever feel like I was, you know, hit too much or. Is
0: that me? Oh, I can hear you. Okay, good. You good, Josh? Oh, dang it. <laughs> uh, buddy, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. That's weird. Okay, yeah. I guess Josh had some technical difficulties again because he just disappeared off the screen altogether. So, um, but that's what happens in the live world of Entertainment. <laughs>
2: right, yeah, I remember seeing yeah, some of
0: those
1: what? There we go. I don't know, I think that might have been on my end. I don't know if it's when I when I get a call coming in, like all the things went black, but
0: Probably, yeah. No worries. <laughs> What
1: happens on the world
2: of internet? Yeah. And so you were saying with with sparring, how you don't mind, you know, like the hard sparring versus the soft sparring. And uh, one of the things i brought up to a few of the fighters I I fight with is like how GSP says the hard sparring is necessary to teach you reaction time to teach you what to do, but um, how he enjoys a little bit of the the soft sparring because then he's more willing to try some of those moves that he's been uh, working on or something that he doesn't feel fully comfortable with that way instead of making sure you defend you're more willing to be able to try those do you feel like you you try different tricks or try different moves i should say i don't know what tricks but or do you have like staples that you like to stick to when you just kind of stick to those
1: yeah no that's that's uh, exactly right as far as like when you spar um when you do more light sparring you do get to work some of the stuff that you don't have just like stapled into your game when i'm sparring hard. I'm sticking to what I know, and I'm working on my strengths um, until I am able to. With through lighter sparring, and co- say like we do a lot of back and forth combo for combo, you know, and it's not super hard. It's a it's more it's more drill, and then uh, say we'll do light sparring with MMA gloves on, but we're not. We're it the speeds there, but the uh, the the collisions not there so much, and we do a lot of that because. You get to find out. You get to see different reactions from other people on different setups and footworks and things like that. You get to, you get to uh, practice and put a lot of thought into what you're about to do, so you can practice your, you know, the technique that you may have either learned that day or earlier that week or something that you're just trying to get better at. So there's a time and place for light sparring, for hard sparring, um, I, everything.
0: Absolutely. Well, Josh, I want to thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. We are so excited to watch you fight. I definitely watch every promotion I can find, so I definitely always watch Bellator 1, UFC. You know, so you'll definitely have a fan in me checking you out and cheering for you coming up on You or Bellator 273. I'll get that pay-per-view.
1: Yes, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure to be here. And, yeah, we got another Montana boy coming up about to shake the game. Man, I'm going to – Yeah, you good
2: luck, man. I might have to, to one day send way. you as
1: well, so, as well, Merch. This is my brand. Probably the reason oh, why awesome. I fight is promoting you, all man. my stuff. And so, yeah, I might have to hook you up with something. You never know. <laughs> Heck, yeah, dude. Let me know, man. Hit me up, man. I'd be more than happy to work with you on anything. So. So. Appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, no All kidding. right, Josh. Thank All you right, guys. so much. Peace. Oh. Yes, thank <laughs> Have you. Have day. a good day. Yeah. Heck, yeah. That was awesome.
0: Awesome, All dude. Right, buddy, <laughs> that... Yeah, I love that guy. Little rough first technical difficulties, but we made it through. And on the first episode of with the first interview ain't bad. So what would you think about it, man? I'm cheering for that guy. I'm excited to watch Josh fight.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely cheering. It wasn't like uh like a handful of fighters, you know, where it's like, I right, fight, I'm going to knock everyone out, blah, blah, blah. He's, you know, very like he, – he's a family man. He has a good head on his shoulders. Like he said, he, nothing's given. It's earned. And that's – I love that mentality, that respect all the way. And uh, I stick by what I said. I don't – I think he's going to personally take this. After being in a bare-knuckle fight, getting hit by those pure hands, I mean, gloves feel so much nicer. I don't think he's going to get knocked. I think he's either going to win it before the full rounds going to go the distance and he's going to take it by judge's decision.
0: Yeah. And I watched the fights. I could find of his online and he is a tough dude, man. He's got heavy hands, good takedowns, good ground and pound. So, um, I'm really excited to watch him fight and see where this goes for him. And it's always nice. Like you get more attached to him. Now I just had a conversation with the guy. So now when I watch him fight, I'm like, well, he's a good dude, man. I want him to go out there and win. You know, it gives you a little more, uh, skin in the game when you kinda of have a good conversation with a guy like that.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's you root especially when he said, you know, he fights for his, you know, his wife, his kids, this and You really want to like, you're not just doing this to try to go beat some people up or be a bully. You're really doing this. So yeah, I hope he goes all the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's on a monster card. Like we already talked about Bader defending his heavyweight title. The legend. Benson Henderson is fighting Islam um, Mandov, and Islam's a tough guy, submission fighter with knockout power. Benson Henderson's yep. a fucking legend, man. I mean, UFC champ. I remember when he beats um, Edgar to win that belt. He beat up Nate Diaz. I mean, Benson Henderson's a monster.
2: <laughs> and it's crazy because, I mean, with Bellator, you see of so these fighters where it's like you have a handful of up-and-comers who were too good for the amateur circuit. So now they're coming into some a new level. They got people that have been just straight professional that are coming in whooping people's asses too. And it's, uh, like you said, some of these monsters in here. This is a good card because I've seen some uh, Bellator cards where it's like, I don't really know too many people. But, I mean, here you don't just have big names, but you have people training under big
0: names. So I'm really curious to see how this is going to go. Well, yeah, because um even Josh's uh, opponent, fights under Team Machida.
2: so I saw, that, I, I saw that the All right. What was it? Yeah, I Yeah, uh, Almeida fights under uh, Machida, and he's got that karate style. I'm, I'm very curious to see. Because, yeah, what was it? Because uh, Josh was saying how he, he, he'll he take a kick. He'll take whatever. And if that dude's karate, he's got his kicks, and Josh can eat him. I mean, what are you going to do when your best weapon doesn't work against
0: you? <laughs> no, and... uh. I didn't know who Aiden Lee was. He's an English fighter. Um, I guess he's a submission fighter. But when I seen uh, Henry Corrales on this, I was like, this dude used to be a two-division champ, king of the cage. This dude, I mean, he's one of those um, featherweights that just flies around, you know, like those fast featherweights that never stop moving. I So exactly. when I looked at this card, I saw about five names right off the bat where I was like, Man, he is on a stack card, and this is going to be great for him to get some eyes on him. If he goes out there and performs, this guy's the limit for him.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's like he said, if he does a first, second-round finish, ground-and-pound something, like he said, well, there's already going to be so many eyes on there. I mean, who's to say, you know, a big sponsorship's not going to reach out or he's not going to be asked to be on a different fight card or this and that? I mean, sheesh. I mean, and yeah, he was on bare knuckle, and that's a handful. I'm trying to think of the dude's name. uh he Was in the UFC. I don't know why I'm spacing on his name. Dang it. He was on the tough house. I just remember he got real drunk, started crying, trying to fight everybody. Oh, oh. shit, what's
0: his name? Let me bang, bro. Let me bang. Yes. I his name. Yes, yes, bare knuckles. I its name slipping me, but I'll never forget the let me bang, bro.
2: <laughs> That's so crazy. So I mean, I mean, yeah, who's to say, you know, he's not gonna get an invitation to go somewhere else? Might not be the UFC right away, but maybe it's this, maybe it's that, and I know there's a lot of other fight leagues, too, so, jeez. There's a, a guy from well, Street Beefs who actually he, or used to fight for Street Beefs, this guy, uh, Tony Sanders, he was called, like, the Red Reaper, and he ended up,
0: I saw him, and he's on a UFC Mexico undercard, and I was just like, okay. Dang. Well, um, Baron Knuckles doing a lot with those guys, too. I see Diego Sanchez is coming in. Somebody posted something that they're trying to talk to Cody Nolo Garbrandt but they already have some homegrown big personalities in like, like Bobo. That guy's electric on on uh, social media. So Bare Knuckles doing their thing too. I know people don't always love the the fights they scheduled or whatever where they get online, but it seems like people are still watching. So they must be doing something right.
2: Right, exactly. It's like yeah, the, those featherweights and whatever flyweights are going so fast they don't stop. But then you go to the heavyweights, and that's when you're you hear those connects on the TV. Dang. Yeah. I I said (laughs) enough. I found this street enough when I was younger. I like the gloves and I like having gloves and a mouth guard. I'm good with that.
0: (laughs) Well that's like I always joked and I said it earlier. I can 90s fight. I can't 2021 fight. Like I grew up fighting in high school. But fighting's changed. Motherfuckers grow up in gyms now and training and like, you got to be careful talking shit at a gas station. You ended up, with, like, in a rear naked choke or some shit.
2: Ex- right? Exactly. Uh, the one thing I won't forget, too, is, though, like, right when those early 2000s, when all of a sudden h- half of everybody I went, everybody had a tap-out shirt. Was like, what, bro? What's up, bro? And I was like, oh, uh, okay, maybe a portion that you actually drank. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, that you're that, right. I I mean, this just- age oh affliction <laughs> yeah well yeah nowadays i mean because not yet yeah, with with people trying to do crossfit this and that and now they're trying to go to the gyms and do mma learn submissions and i see a lot of people getting into jujitsu even especially like well i don't want to get punched in the face but i'll go do jujitsu here and there so i mean a lot of people have at least one discipline now when you're in public it's just it's different versus yeah in the 90s you go out i mean some guy might be a gym rap, but nobody's actually going to the boxing gym. No one's actually going to train MMA. Right. So it's all just whatever it was.
0: <laughs> well, let's move on to something that's actually close to both of our hearts. Let's talk some street beef scrapyard, and what's coming up on there? And I know you've got a list of what you got, what's going on coming up with the scrapyard.
2: Yeah, we got some killer ones. So the one I'm really excited for is um. Actually, the Terrifier, he's our um, fighter for the scrapyard. He's fighting disturbing the peace from the West Coast. And he was supposed to have a title fight against this dude called Morningstar, who was going to change his name to Supernova. And in his last fight, he said he was only going 30% against his opponent, even though it was a back-and-forth fight. He just, day of the fight, no call. He, he just told him, I'm not going to fight. I got in trouble with my gym. I can't make it out. Day of the title fight. So the Terrifier has been waiting to have a good opponent, and you know some people stepped in there, but I think him and disturbing the peace is going to be a good title fight. So let's see, we got that one right there. Bam! Yeah, that's the heavyweight MMA champion um, fight right there. What I'm excited for is uh, Top Knocker and the Boar, because the Boar's had some good fights when he came out. He was like, "This is my first real fight," yada yada. And he's been in a couple now. And Top Knocker, um, he's been in fights and other stuff like in the streets and whatnot. When I've talked to him. But uh, his first fight with the scrapper was against Jay Gatto. And it was kind of like one of those like, oh, he needs an opponent. And the top knocker stepped up real quick. And it was kind of like, oh, dang. You know, it's different than a street fight. Yeah, that's how I felt. So that's going to be a good one. Top knocker on the board. That way they've both been training. I feel like that'll be a good one to watch. Um, We have a 145 boxing title. Lights out and blacksmith. Uh, The blacksmith fought Doughboy in MMA during the MMA bracket um, for the 155 championship belt that I was a part of. And like out. He's just been going through people. He he fought that dude Yupan, who was like thirty pounds heavier than him. I did a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu match with him. That should probably be up shortly. I mean, this dude's down to to fight almost anybody, anytime, MMA, boxing, whatever. And uh, he's a cool he's a cool guy too. Just all smiles outside. So, but he comes with a lot of haymakers. And I know Blacksmith's a little more composed. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, let's see, Golden Arms is coming up from the street Beast West Coast. So I know that he was originally maybe going to fight Jay Goddum, but the Canadian stepped in and said, I want that. So the Canadian and Golden Arms. That's boxing. That's a Um, good
0: fight right there, man. That's a good fight. The Canadian and Golden Arms. That's exciting. And I always get excited just to watch Jay Goddum fight, but I got no problem with the Canadian taking that fight.
2: And, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I think the Canadians' last fight was against Real Lion. And, you know, like, whenever you have a loss, it's, it's never easy as a fighter because you're training, and uh, I think he's going to come out real hungry. And he's fought both, yeah, West Coast and Scrapyard, so I'm curious. Let's see. We got that one. Uh, ooh. So we have uh, Crazy Hands and Scorpio. That's going to be a boxing match. That's one that's made. I like those a lot. Crazy Hands is a killer fighter. I like Scorpio. He has a lot of determination. And I mean, he's I've seen him ease some punches to the jaw, I'm not even like seem phase. So I'm really curious to see how this is just a, a boxing match. I'm serious to see how they bang. <laughs> uh sweet T versus Lil Kit. MMA. This is gonna be interesting because Sweet T fought the Terrifier, I believe, in an MMA match once before. And it was a good fight. I think they ran it back once because one one of them won, the other one, the terrifier one, and Lil Kit. I saw him with a boxing match. And I think it was the cannibal we fought. So he uppercutted the guy so hard. He lifted him off his feet. And the guy was in midair and just, so I'm curious.
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this, buddy. So um, with the Terrifier, I know a lot of people want to fight him, but um, Kenny Fergo or Fugo was uh, saying that there's a fight with the Terrifier and him in March. Do you know if that's confirmed?
2: Yes, yes, yes. I um, that's gonna be a good fight. He's definitely been saying that's his amateur debut. Um, I've talked to them both, and it's for sure gonna happen. I'm excited to see okay. that because he's training hard and he's making a point so he's gonna take Terrifier off the mat and map and this and that. And if he brings it, Terrifier is gonna have one hell of a fight on his hands. I mean, and he's a big boy, as you can
0: tell. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to know if that was confirmed. I know they had both said it, but I wasn't sure where that was going from there. So I was going to ask you since we were talking about it anyway.
2: Oh, yeah. No, that was going to – I'm excited for that. Uh, let's see. Yano versus Trouble, Boxing. I'm having a little trouble ah, – Trouble, Trouble. I'm having a little trouble with them. I'm trying to think of some of their fights. Um, Spacing at the moment, so I apologize to both of those guys. <laughs> Uh, Castro versus Black Panther in boxing. I'm glad to see Castro back. He's had a couple heavy hits. Uh, He's a heavy hitter, I should say. And Black Panther, I think he fought Viking Warrior. And Black Panther took some serious shots. I mean, he had like a swollen eye afterwards, this and that. So uh, with Castro being a heavy-handed, once again, it's uh, interesting to see one guy's more heavy-handed and one guy's got a really strong chin. So I'm very curious to see who's going to come out. Uh, Dre versus Cloverdale. I forgot if that was boxing or MMA, but I know Dre has a lot of skill. He definitely comes out hard. So I wonder if Cloverdale is going to definitely be able to keep up with him. Uh, for boxing, next time, Illuminate the State versus Dad or like DAD. I'm interested because Illuminate the State uh, has been improving every fight. Um, his last fight with Gash, she put him to the ringer. Hardcore. So, yeah. and then Dad has had a couple interesting fights where he, like, he tra- he's definitely been improving. I feel like they each kind of had to come into their own a little bit, but I feel like that's a very equal match. Sure, We got a couple more left. Uh, Let's see. Um, Hands of Stone versus Steemo MMA. I'm excited to see Steemo back in there and Hands of Stone. Both are good fighters. Steemo hits heavier than he looks, and he can definitely take some punches. He doesn't know when to quit, which is awesome. (laughs) He makes him a good opponent. Um, Monkey versus Nilla. Now, uh, monkey is doing MMA. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. We were thinking about maybe doing BJJ. Me and him. I remember me and him were maybe gonna do an MMA match, but um, originally. But I'm helping him with his monkey MMA brand, this and that. And we're we're really cool with each other, and he was like, "Oh, maybe we just, you know, is it cool if we don't fight?" And we were just like, you know, we're 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 cool with it. It's fine. So. Yeah. And the last no, one. This I'm is a the interesting one.
0: Just as a person. So yeah.
2: Exactly. And the last one I've written down was Upon. Now, he's had some killer fights. He's the one that fought Lights Out. That was like the 30-pound weight difference. What I'm curious about is the guy he's fighting. I forgot his fight name, but there was a beef fight this past one with Polyrath and Turtle. And this guy called out Steve on Instagram and Facebook. and I got a boy that'll beat your guy, Turtle. This guy whoops a mask, blah, 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 blah. Talking all this mess on Instagram. He didn't even show up to the fights. The guy in the video is the one Upon is fighting. So I wonder if he can back up all that mess he was talking. Because, I mean, it's easy to say stuff
0: behind a camera. <laughs> right. Keyboard warrior, it's, that's always easy. It's when that cage shuts behind you that it's a whole different ballgame.
2: And so, yeah, that's a good, that's like what,
0: 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11,
2: 12, 13 fights right there off the back. And we have a handful more. Yeah. So this is probably going to be one of the most uh, stacked events Steve was saying that we we have in a bit.
0: Yeah, Fire Chicken's becoming the mad scientist the Dana White of, like, the Street Beef Scrapyard. But they're coming up with some really good fights. Um, It's really nice, too, because anybody who watches Scrapyard or any of the Street Beefs, the more and more you watch, the more and more you get to know these guys, you start to learn, like, their fighting style. So it becomes really exciting. And then I've been watching it for a while now that I'm like, Hey, I want so-and-so to fight so-and-so. You know, like, I got call-outs and shit now. So I think right. man, Fire Chicken's doing a wonderful job up in Washington with what he's doing with you guys.
2: You do, like, a suggestion box. Like, if you want to see these guys fight, put the name in. <laughs> so he's got um some stuff in the works. I know that one of the things we lucked out with is, uh like, West Coast had some troubles here and their legal troubles. Um. I know in California, they're not able to fight this and that. And Washington and Texas are the two mutual combat states. So I know that we get to avoid a lot of like any sort of legal issue at all because there's no money involved, none of that stuff. And so it's mutual combat. Two guys enter. Both are completely in agreement. So, I mean, there's not really much anyone could do versus some of these other states, you know, like West Coast or whatever. I mean, if it's not necessarily legal, cops can come in. I mean, they had a they had an event in Vegas get shut down by the cops, too. So it's like, ooh.
0: Yeah, and it's so weird to me because I don't find the difference of a pickup basketball or a football game. As kids, we played tackle football in the fucking street on pavement. Right? And you know? It, so if, if grown adults are, and it's a sport, and they're agreeing to compete in a sport, I don't understand the whole legal issue of it, but that's when you had people calling it human cockfighting and all that other ridiculous shit back in the early 90s. <laughs>
2: right? Dang. So, yeah, well, I mean, Steve definitely has a lot that he's doing. I like the opportunities that he, he offers some of these people, uh, as well. Cause I mean, there's people flying out from different States again, too. And I mean, shoot, maybe Josh Wright will come watch one of the events, but he's not allowed to compete. He'll whoop so, everyone's ass.
0: <laughs> isn't, um, Kenny Fugo, isn't he flying in from somewhere else? Isn't he like, uh, over by the Virginia area or something?
2: Yeah, he's flying out. I don't know exactly where he's flying out from, but, uh, Yeah, that's why I'm excited to see because he keeps posting some videos, some training videos saying he's working hard. So, I mean, I hope it's going to be worth the wait.
0: (laughs) Well, we've been talking. And so, uh, before the fight, once he gets, knows when he's flying out and stuff, we talked about maybe getting him on the show. So, that would be cool to talk to him before he uh, actually flies out there and fights, get it, see where his mind's at. Kenny, or look, Kevin Fuego. Yeah. Well, and then just to let everybody know, next week on MMA Underground, we have the Viking Warrior himself going to be a guest on the show. I've been wanting to talk to him for a while, so I'm very excited to get him on next week. I know you know him better than I do, but it'll be an <laughs> exciting way to talk, or exciting guest to have on to talk.
2: Oh, right, yeah, he's, he's cool. He's down to earth. I mean, great person, Um. One of the few people, or I will say, you know, has some certain fight fundamentals drilled in him. Because like, if you saw with that Scotty Showtime fight, I mean, he got hit to the ground real quick and he's climbing back up as he's getting whammed in the face left and right. You just see his head going left and he's climbing himself up and he goes right back to fight. And then he comes back too. and it's like, you know, it's not everyone has that into them where it's like their base function is to fight. Not a lot of people, even fighters. When they, when they're out, they're out. Not many people can sit there and be kind of in and out and still be able to fully function. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear everything he has to say on the show. I mean, he, he's a and he's a yeah belt holder. Um, so what he 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 had won a boxing belt. He's won an MMA belt. I don't think he's lost a fight yet either.
0: And I love him and Scotty Showtime. Like I've talked to Scotty before too great dude like those two fighting though was like the perfect fight in the sense of what the scrapyard needed at the moment it was awesome
2: oh yeah and uh it was like it was a real beef for a minute like they're cool as hell they both squashed it they're great peeps um much love to both of them and i'm not saying this is strange. i'm just saying like there really was a beef at first i remember uh at the event, two events before it happened, you know, Scotty had his hand in a cast or like whatever. He broke his pinky or something, and they're going at it. And I thought it was a joke. He's like, you're ugly. And then, then Scotty's like, you're ugly. And I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. And then they're both yelling at each other like, F that, I'll beat you right up, blah, blah, blah. And they're at it. i was like, oh, this is real. Hold on a minute. What? But so, that's what I mean, makes but the But yeah, they both settled yard. it, came up. Yeah, it makes the Scrapyard great. They had a beef. They settled it like,
1: man, it's over. Yeah, no, that's
0: awesome.
2: And like, they're both cool people. I talked to both of them. They're both, you know, nice to everybody. They're both out there. And uh, yeah, that's all I can really say. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about anyone at the scrapyard unless they screwed us over. You know, one of those things where no call, no shows. and Right. Well, there's a lot
0: of people who want to fight. So when they give you the opportunity and you don't show up, you're taking it away from somebody else who would have traveled even to come out there to be a part of that. Because they want to compete in the scrapyard, so when they don't show up, it, it screws not only them but everybody else involved. Oh yeah, I mean it's
2: happened to so many different fighters. That you like the Terrifier. I mean he has this fight and he's excited and the event's starting and then he get Steve get fire chick gets a text. Oh, I'm not gonna come fight the Terrifier. Like he's warmed up and waiting already. You tell us this right now. You can. So that's weird. It happened to me uh, during the MMA tournament bracket. There was the dude that I was supposed to fight first round. And, like, I got a message or two from a couple of his friends. You're going to get your ass whooped, this and that. And I hope you're ready to lose. And you no know, dude never showed up. They never messaged me back. I was like, okay, whatever. Well, when's your but, yeah, next not a fight, buddy, idea Do you know by. yet? You say what?
0: Do you know when your next fight is?
2: Yeah, it's this January. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm I, I want to do MMA. If I can't get a match, I'll do boxing but um I mean I'm really down for whatever whoever my opponent is I kind of it's I like the style of having a fight set up beforehand and knowing your opponent but I also like the smoker style so in that way it's like you show up and you don't know you're just trained and you're you're ready to go so no matter who it is I I I really am a fighter I'll fight you know someone 10 pounds heavier 10 pounds lighter whatever and
0: yeah <laughs> Well, I'm going to start a an internet beef with a 40-year-old overweight podcaster so I can fly out and have a boxing match against another podcaster in this trap <laughs> yard. But, <laughs> do it. Um, my, my
2: uncle always joked. he's like, well, if you had a, a league for overweight alcoholics that where you could go in for one one-minute round, slug it out, and be done with it because you're out of shape, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> that would be my league. Yep, that would be my league. So- Buddy,
2: tell everybody about your brand before we get out of here. Ah, my brand, listening to Zwell. Yeah, I actually have some new stuff underway. I'm kind of bummed I don't have it right now, but I have my own sweat line now, clothing as well, my hats. I make my own merch. Um, I do it as part of what Zwell is. Is it's showing people you could really do whatever it is you want? I mean, a couple of years ago, I was drinking nonstop, doing whatever, and I was just, you know, what? I'm done with it. I this is my life. I do what I want. I created my brand. I make my merch. I draw everything myself. All the stuff on my sweats, any logos I have, my Jaguar, I drew that myself. And part of that is, who's going to tell me no? The worst thing is going to happen, I'm getting punched in the face. So I go out in that cage, and I fight, and I get punched in the face, and I get back up every single day because it's not going to kill me. And whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Every day I work harder at whatever it is, being a better person, being a better man, being a better, better father, being a better uh, significant other. I mean th- – it fighting really does help everything that I do and it helps me promote my brand. So when I look at my brand my well, and I see people come up like, Oh yeah, I seen your fight. I saw as Oh yeah. I bought one of your shirts. I'm rocking it right now. It really motivates me to keep going. Cause I mean, I'm no different than anyone watching this. I'm no different from anyone. I bleed the same. I can wake up the same. I could die the same. There's no difference. So I'm gonna make the most of my life the way as anyone else can and fighting is not for everybody. I mean, There's people who my brother, he's not a fighter, but he's killer at IT stuff. So go out and do the fucking computer stuff. Do it to the best of your ability. I'm athletic. I'm gonna fight to the best of my ability. I may not always win, but I'm fighting for what I want to do. I'm fighting for what I love. And that's what Zwell is. Zwell is for you to go out and do whatever it is that you want. And take nothing from nobody. You take what you want. So sorry, I get a little passionate. (laughs) No,
0: that's BC, that's part of the reason and we love you and then i know if maddie was here he would second this i want to thank you so much when we reached out to you and asked if you wanted to be part of the team and do this mma underground live you jumped on it right away and we just thank you so much for being a part of this with us now
2: oh thank you i'm gonna tell everyone um yeah because i was just fine i got the part as well as i'm doing those uh um what the hell why am i spacing not tournaments but like uh like Tough Mudder, Spartan Races, all those. I'll be making sure all those people that love that, I'm going to spread the Yankee and the Brit too, but yeah, part is as well. Who's going to stop me? No one. <laughs> no, the opportunity is great. Thank you both very, very much. I was a fan. I watch it. Um, not all of the NFL stuff, most of it, but I definitely share it with some people. My mom likes it because she's got her own
0: fantasy football league, so she's definitely loving it a lot. <laughs> no, and we appreciate you on um, the – when Maddie gets back next week, the three of us will be rocking this together. Um, rest up, Maddie. We hope you feel better. We know you got COVID and it's beating your ass right now.
1: Please, and Maddie. If you're
0: not watching, you're kind of an asshole because you're part of the show, so you better be watching. Um I did see he commented <laughs> earlier in the middle of it, so I know he was watching. Before we get out of here, though, I do want to shout out. Shout out Um, heart in the fight. They do so much good stuff for the fighters. It was great. What they did with the awards. I felt so blessed that they reached out to Yankee and the Brit to vote on this kind of stuff. I was supposed to be on. And every time I got on my, my internet was worse than Josh's and I I got knocked off. So I didn't get to be on there, but I wanted to thank them for making us feel more a part of the community. I was really honored when they reached out and said, Hey, you want to be one of the content creators that we're gonna ask to help judge this because they did it in such a way that it was fans it was fighters it was content creators and then they handed out the awards i just thought it was great and i love what they do and then another shout out to overtime hustling magazine they do a ton for street beast but they they've been nothing but great to us at yankee and the brit also so a shout out to them and you guys make sure you watch heart fight turf tales watch Cuzzo's reactions man that dude is awesome winging it anything else i'm forgetting Sorry, but I wanted to shout those people out because they've been such great supporters of us. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. I actually have this drawing I'm almost done with for them. I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but no, I've been working on something secret for him and uh, for like a Zuel, uh overtime hustling thing. And it's, I'm probably going to send it to him next week. I was, it's, yeah, some things got caught up, so I got pushed a little behind, but ooh, it looks so good.
0: Oh. <laughs> shout out Pachotto, too. I don't want to forget. Yeah,
2: Team Pachotto,
0: you know, though shout out because all these people do great things not only for each other but for the community and i love watching len b get out there and do what he does um him and jay Gotham have done some great stuff together so yeah yeah, just shout out to you guys for what you do
2: Oh, absolutely yeah len b he's uh gave me a couple tips for when i was first when my very first teacher that did not look like this came out he saw what i was doing and then he continued seeing, and he's giving me some advice and so I appreciate all that. Yeah, everyone's a girl. They're all here to help each other out.
0: All right, guys, well, we made it through our first show. We had some technical difficulties, but we'll be back next week with the Viking Warriors, so one world, one love. Deuces. Thank you. <laughs>